Hey teens, not sure if you've heard, but we're actually starting a brand new Hey Teens zine. That's right, you remember those, don't you? Zines. From They're, the 90s. Uh, we're looking for submissions for our first issue, and appropriately, it's awkward firsts. So you can write to us about anything. Your first date, your first kiss, your first period if you're a gross person, aka a girl. And uh, if you could get us your submissions by Flag Day, June 14th, that would be great. And submit any writing, stories, drawings, comics, anything you want, lyrics to a song that you listen to your first time yeah. doing it, doesn't matter. Uh, and if you are lazy and you want to just do it in tweet form, maybe hashtag it HeyTeenZine. Otherwise, email us at heyteens at gmail.com and we'll be sure to check out your submission. And let's face it, we're probably going to use it. Yeah, unless it's like racist or some, something weird about it. So, uh, you know, try, try to keep those tendencies to a minimum when you write these things. Alright, on with the show. Hey teens! Oh, hey teens! <laughs> Didn't see you there. <laughs> How many times have we done that gag? Oh, probably every single time. Forty-two times since <laughs> this episode was, forty-two. Right before we press record, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta say something. I gotta say something, and it's always that. Uh, so how you doing today, John? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? Oh man, couldn't be better. Sipping this delicious iced coffee that you got for us. I made, I made it, it for us. you. Um, I just want to say I'm really excited about this episode yeah, because me too. a. You, I don't know if you guys can hear the guitar fiddling that's going on. The gentle fiddling of guitar. <laughs> the, fintle, the, the, the fiddle of a gentle guitar. <laughs> um, yeah, so two, <laughs> two guys from a band that I was crazy into in my teens. <laughs> I know, right? They're here. We have uh, and Ryan. And also today. And today. Just, oh, yeah. It wasn't like you got to be an adult. I, 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 I stopped as soon as I hit 20. <laughs> he made no disclaimer. He just said. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have Daniel and Ryan from Ozma. What's hey, up, guys? guys? Hey. Hi. Hey there. How's it going, teens? Um, just for the listeners, would you like to just say your name so that people can distinguish the voices from the two? That's Daniel. <laughs> to my right is Ryan Slager. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. We've been uh, wanting to get musicians on uh, on the show for a while, and looks like we might have a couple more coming up this summer. So it might be the summer of music. The summer of music. <laughs> we got some sweet summer jams. What's the What's the biggest band you've had so far? Oh, uh, we have. You guys are our first. Ozma. <laughs> Ozma yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we're talking the first biggest band or the, the first, first band? <laughs> the first band. This is the first biggest you, band that we've had. Typically, we have uh, like comedians and actors and stuff, but but we've been wanting to to get a, a musicians in. But no, actually, you know, we had Eli Braden. He's a that's true. He's a comedian and musician. Nikki Lynn Cat. She is also a musician. That's true. Um, but yeah, we are so psyched to have you guys. Thank you so much for for coming. Thanks for having us. Uh, well, that wraps it up. No, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you're 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 from. The Los Angeles area, right? Am I mistaken? Mostly Pasadena. 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 I was born and raised in Pasadena. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess before we get into uh, your teen years, uh, what's going on with with Ozma these days? Are you, um, 
recording, playing shows or anything like that? What, what's the uh, what's the deal? Yeah, we're just kind of getting back in the swing of it again. We just announced that we're going to be on the Weezer cruise next Congratulations. year um, on Valentine's awesome. Day weekend, twenty fourteen. We'll be going out there with Ash and Brian Bell's band. The Relationship is on it too. Oh, That's nice. cool. Cat Power is going to play. Oh great. Um, other than that, we're headlining the Troubadour on June 14th, and just kind of, that's, that's with Nerf Herder. Uh, Nerf Herder, yeah. Um, I'm so excited big about in, that. Big influence on our, on our band. It's yeah. yeah. Um, Grip, Grip, Perry Grip. Uh-huh. He's the, the singer-songwriter. Uh-huh. And Grip is God. That's what I said. Like, you know, like Clapton is God. Right. Now it's Grip is God. Grip is God. <laughs> Noted. I was, uh, I was at... I was at a show in, um, it was just outside of Boston, I saw you guys with Weezer and like that arena tour. Yeah, that was, was that the one with the Get Up Kids? Or was that no. huge? I don't remember Get Up the, Kids. The second tour was Saves the Day was the other opener and that was sort of a larger tour in uh-huh. 2002. Okay. It was kind of double, double size. Yeah, Saves the Day. What's it like to play Super in size. a fucking arena? Yeah, like before, before you had guys, before you had played arenas, like what was probably the biggest venue you had played before you're all of a sudden you're there's with a, Weezer. There's a place called The Council next to the Glass House and that oh, held yeah, yeah. Two, uh-huh. like 200 people and okay. we were happy to headline that. 200 there. people. Chain Reaction down in Anaheim we used to play there a bit. That was like or 300 or 400 Whiskey people. Or the Roxy. Right. Might yeah. have played the Troubadour before uh-huh. then, but yeah, two, three hundred max probably is what we would get out at our shows before that happened. And then it was thousands. Yeah, thousands <laughs> as they were entering the building. Right. You know, like we were the opening opening act, so oh, like yeah, yeah, we yeah. got the diehard fans watching us, right? Not, not right. the you know, the fair weather fans, right? Not the people who rolled up at like ten thirty just to just as Weezer was going. Not on. the K Rock fans, <laughs> right? 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 Yeah. What's the vibe like when you're walking onto the stage at an arena, playing an arena show? Yeah, like I don't want to put words in your mouth. I've I've never done that before. But I imagine is it even like too big of a number, like too abstract to even kind of like be nervous? Does that make sense? I think so. Personally it seemed like after, you know, around five thousand it starts to be a void of like you can't connect with any human beings anymore. Right, you're just right. singing to a black hole. But there were shows where I felt uh, we played Bill Graham Civic Auditorium in San mm-hmm. Francisco to about 8,000 people were there, and I could see them, and I still felt like I was connecting to them. So that oh, was cool. Wow. But Meadowlands Arena. Jersey, That's my hometown Continental arena. Continental Arena, yeah. I think there were nineteen or 20,000 people at that show. It becomes difficult. That is wow. bonkers. Yeah, it's real difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how bad are the nervous poops before stage? Before uh, you go on, on Tell, stage? I haven't, I haven't had to guys. do that for years yeah, and years. Yeah. Well, since I stopped caring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the key. Yeah, that's the key to stopping that. Um, so one thing I wanted to touch on was uh, when you guys first started to make it big, like with the first uh, Weezer tour, you really utilized the internet to do so, right? You Like fans voted you... Uh, is that correct? That Dan- Daniel designed a website, a beautiful website. Uh-huh. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> Adobe Photoshop Extremely 3.0 Extremely ex- extrude filter and red. Um, um, was like yeah, it was just before people were really using the internet to promote bands. Right, you know, it was before even Napster yeah. or Friendster had right, started right. to come around. So. 
people didn't really know what to make of it yet and you know i think we should have capitalized on that time even more than we did you know we, we mm-hmm. should have should be still living off that but you know we hit a couple road bumps along the way sure um, yeah we had a website we had a band before we had a website as opposed to now which is you have a website <laughs> or like a, a myspace a page. facebook page yeah. you're like hey we're a band and, and you're not actually a band. it's like cool love to hear some songs and it's like one thing at a time <laughs> <laughs> no we, we would get uh fan mail from russia or from from international well, fan russia mail. i feel makes sense for you guys to be getting fan mail yeah double donkey disc is pretty much like ode to russia Neither of my grandparents appreciated that. Really? Because really? they, uh, one of them, one of them. Well, they're nerf herder they're, fans. They're, first yeah. <laughs> they're nerf herder fans. Uh, one, one was uh, kicked out of a country by the communists, and the other mm. had a job of killing communists. So Ooh, neither wow. of them really. No real to, to, to make an album fashion. about kind of like nostalgia for uh, an enemy's culture so who's make any sense whose yep. idea really was it to tap into that uh the whole russian culture and the cosmonauts and all that kind i think of stuff. we used to just, just joke around and, and speak in russian accents for fun that, that, <laughs> that's about as deep as it is yeah, it, yeah. it, it led to places maybe it shouldn't have yeah we dumbo trap what was that uh, that Operation movie about the dumbo drop about the <laughs> no the one oh. about the ape the, the movie about the Indian oh, Congo, Michael Congo. Oh, Congo. Congo. There's sure. that. There's a character in that. I'm not gonna. Do Where is he? <laughs> what country is he, is he from? I don't know. He's from like Estonia or. Is that wait? Am I wrong? But he talks about rubles. He's like. <laughs> so how many rubles does it take to get this jalopy off the ground? <laughs> Oh, I remember but, that. But Daniel manufactured this whole line that never even existed. <laughs> He's like, 56,000 ru- ru- uh, rubles. I don't have that much rubles. <laughs> How have you guys not worked that into like an entire concept album? Just the idea of all <laughs> those rubles. All the rubles you have. All of the rubles you have. Uh, um, did a lot of... Uh, like Most of the... Your song titles and lyrics too are pretty like lighthearted and, and funny. Uh, did you do you guys did a lot of this stuff just come from like just joking around in practice space? Or? Like for instance, what which of our titles is funny? Um, <laughs> get down to business. That's Daniel. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's about his first the girlfriend. Business of getting down. Pretty sure that's about I, his first. Yeah, girlfriend. I have no clue what that's about. <laughs> so young, you know. Sure, you know sure, sure. How old are you guys on? when you started Osmo? Daniel was fifth, 14 uh, when he joined the band. 14 when really? we had our first practice. Hey, I was 18. Other 15 guys or 16. You're two years older than me. So. Yeah. Okay. Man. Um, that's wild. All right, well, let's talk. Let's, that's a <laughs> dovetails into uh, sort of the theme of the show. Uh, what kind of teens were you guys? You're just, were you Eric, just, you sound really NPR right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's, it's a little bit of a hush. Like, into... <laughs> people are speaking quietly today. Da- um, Daniel was... The first first time Daniel showed up to Ozma practice, he had multi multicolored hair. What? Really? And it was really long and and not very well combed. <laughs> he was unkempt. What colors are we talking here? Are we talking purple, red? green, blue. Oh, nice. I uh, all over the place. I thought I was gonna be like super punk in high school and dyed my hair bright red, but then it kind of just came out to be bright pink. 
Oh. So my mom was, she was already pissed I was doing it, but then it was bright pink, and she just was like, you have to wear a hat all the time. You cannot go out in public. You just shave it. You should just shave your hair. I know, but then I was like, no, I'm going to own this. I had the bright red mohawk in college, briefly. You did? What? I didn't, I've talked about this this before. It blows my mind every time, though. Yep. I can't believe that. That, that. I was this little mohawk wearing twerp, (laughs) 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 running around Philadelphia, it was terrible. Um, we Thing like, is, my parents were total hippies, so they'd let me do whatever. You know, oh, they, cool. they would have no say in it, so it was just no holds barred the entire time. Right, right, right. I like how you put your shades on <laughs> while you were saying you guys couldn't see but, this when you're listening, but it's like my parents are total hippies. Drops yet, the shades down. <laughs> yeah, ironically, his parents were concerned that that uh, the rest of the band we were older that uh-huh. we did drugs uh-huh. and did all this bad stuff. We did not do drugs. Oh yeah, he. Was, I'm not gonna say anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> we at the time, the rest of the us, day, that day, the rest we were of the not band didn't do, didn't do all drugs. pretty straight laced, and then someone yeah, came along. someone came in in the band, and it's a real bad influence on everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, um, my heroin days at 14. I wish it was rough. <laughs> I really wish it had been heroin. <laughs> uh, were you guys like band band geeks, or uh, were you more of just like? picked up a guitar or whatever and started playing in your in the own house does that make sense you know that am i talking like marching band so much yeah did you guys do marching band and like uh in band in school our first drummer pat was in the jazz band Mm -hmm. at school i was in the boys and girls club jazz band daniel was in a jazz band too yeah Yeah, i was in like the b band the combo band you know right guitar i couldn't make it into the real band i wasn't a very good guitarist uh-huh. I, was, I was in an arts school for vocals. I was singing in the choir. And okay. Stuff, so. Awesome. Um, Were you guys in any bands before Ozma? Just a few. Yeah, was, um, nothing really to speak of. So the subatomic particles. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. Paper or plastic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. man. Well, actually. That kind of stuff. Do you, do you have any hilarious band names? Because we devised a game that we're, we're going to play with you guys based on hilarious band names from when we were teenagers. I think bring, I was yeah, only bring. in one band uh, before Osmo when I was a teenager, and the name of the band was Porcelain Dream. Oh, I remember Nice. That. Yeah, with that girl. What's yeah. her name? My friend Jess Painter. Jess. Shout out. What's up, Jess? What's up, Jess? I love you. <laughs> Alright, so the game that, that we came up with, um, I'm going to read off two pairs, a pair of names. One is real and one is fake, <laughs> and I'm going to challenge you guys to come up with which one. Is I'm the keeping real score, one guys. And which so one know. is the fake one? Okay. In uh, most of these, the real ones are all teenage bands from our past. These are these are all just from us and some other people. I, some, I, okay. I asked some other people too. Uh, the Naked Grapes in Caesar Saladin. <laughs> Those are both. One of them is real. <laughs> one of them is real. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with the naked grapes. Okay, that sounds real to me. Naked too. grapes We're is probably real. Probably wrong, but nope. Naked grapes. That's it. Point for each of you. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Colonel flustered, and way to fail with two exclamation points at the end. Oh, the second one, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. way to fail. Way, way to, to fail, fail is real. real. You guys are two for two. That was my high school band, and it was yes. fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shakes Z beer. Or proletaire riot, shakes z beer. Proletaire riot has got to be it. I'll go with the other one just Ooh. to go with the other one. 
It's Shake's Z-Beer. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mutual appreciation. Wait, who said that one? I'm bad at keeping score. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel did, yeah. Mutual appreciation or stars hide your fire. I kind of like mutual appreciation. I think that's a good band name. Yeah, I'm gonna so go I'll go with that one. Stars hide your fire is a Ooh. real one. So that means the other one's up for grabs. Can we the other one's that? up for grabs. Yeah, you guys can use grabs. that. It's already registered. <laughs> Absolutely. It's already got a website. We've already started the website for you. <laughs> uh, Monty's Fan Club or Bilbo Skaggins? <laughs> Bilbo Skaggins. Yeah, Bilbo Skaggins. Is that a real band name? That sounds right. It might be somewhere, but it made it up. I made it up Aww. for the sake of this game. Oh, man. Uh, all right, we'll do a couple... Uh, Two more. Electric Eel Summer School or Fire Monkey? <sighs> one of those is the, one, is I think the worst fire, band. Fire Monkey. Fire Monkey is yeah. real? Fire Monkey sounds like a real band. Fire Monkey was my first band. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> worst band name ever. We pretty much played uh, mostly Everclear covers. Oh. <laughs> been there. We've been there. All right, last one. The Holly Hotchers or I'd Like to Buy a Vowel. I'd like to buy a vowel. Ho- a real Holly, ho- Holly, whatever. Holly Hotchers. Holly Hotchers, yeah. the other band uh, name. That is, that was my <laughs> band. We tied. Yeah, you guys are tied. Congratulations. Yeah, sure. Do we have a tiebreaker? We'll do a tiebreaker. Do we have a tiebreaker one? Yeah, have, okay, yeah. you guys cannot answer the same on this one. <laughs> okay. I'm happy with it being a tie. Are you happy with it being a tie? All right, yeah, then tie. It is. Never mind. Soccer Congratulations, guys. <laughs> you are both <laughs> equal-minded. It's not a competition. <laughs> Well, you know, it's a game. It's supposed to be, but that's okay. No, okay. That's, no that's not how we think. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah, it's not good. So let's let's go back to uh, your high school days. What kind of what kind of kids were you? Did you guys fit into any cliques in high school? Well, Ryan well, was a, a hockey goalie. Yeah, I played hockey. Oh, really? Jock. We got a jock over here. Yeah, but that doesn't count because it wasn't a school sport. <laughs> Oh, oh it doesn't like, count. That's like something you did outside of school, so you got no no props. Right, right. It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't famous within the school. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. I guess so. You went to high school out in California. Yep. I can't imagine there's a lot of high school hockey teams. No, out that, here. that's part of the problem. Yeah. yeah, that's part of the problem. Did you guys spend a lot of time? I know, like Pasadena is super close to LA. Did you guys spend a lot of time there? Because most of the people that we interview, yeah, like you're shaking your head, no. Most people who grew up around like the suburbs of LA uh, never go downtown. Never go downtown. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Especially in the '90s, I don't think it was as right. hospitable, so right. to speak. And uh, if you didn't have a car, there was no uh, trains that mm. went down there. Yeah, I remember having my mind kind of blown, you know, when I was 18 or 19, seeing like Echo Park for uh-huh. the first time, Silver Lake. Like, wow, didn't even know that was down there, you know. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, it seemed from everything I gather from movies, LA was a total shithole in the 90s. Like just was oh, so was Pasadena in the 80s. Oh, really? And it's all these uh, Right now it's just an outdoor shopping mall, <laughs> but I guess it wasn't always that way. Yeah, it is it is pretty uh, dismal Pasadena because it's it's essentially just like stores. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Stores, right now it's stores, stores and yogurt. Stores, yogurt, <laughs> and, nice uh, houses. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Pasadena that I know. I think but, we, it, but we've got Caltech and we've got Art Center, right? right. And uh, so we we kind of rule the world um, intellectually speaking. It's true. Like we, <laughs> it's we true. No big deal, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson Observatory. 
So a lot of the people that design some of the most destructive weapons for the JPL. military industrial complex, they go to Twenty One Choices. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the most amazing frozen treat place. It I is. think you have so many choices. I think at this point, frozen yogurt places outnumber pot dispensaries in LA. Probably, especially with like the close, like they just close. They're closing a bunch of them now, like thousands, or it's going from like thousands to a hundred. Yes. Wait a minute. Do, do you have a Do you have a medical oh, card? Oh, do you have a yogurt not. card? <laughs> do you have a yogurt do. card? <laughs> buy one get the buy nine get the tenth free. I do have a Froyo Life card. <laughs> um. That's true. That's well, I mean, there were a lot of, I, I don't know if you guys voted in the most recent Los Angeles elections, but pretty much all of the ballots were all about yogurt shops. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My choice is Yogurtland. Yogurtland in Arcadia. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had one in uh, Eagle Rock, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys have been listening to Yogurt, yogurt Shop. Yogurt <laughs> Shop with John Mayer. <laughs> um, okay. So, Ozma first gets together, you're 14, you're like about 16 or so. How long before you start putting out um, like your own CDRs and recording? Uh, CDRs, oh yeah. Pretty like, soon. Pretty soon. Uh, CDRs maybe were a little later, but we had Fostex 4 tracks in the beginning. Uh, that was sure, like the yeah. cool thing. Fostex? And Fostex brand. <laughs> Shout out there Fostex. Do they still exist anymore? I don't even know. <laughs> they were horrible, shitty pieces of equipment that kept breaking down, but... Yeah. Um, we would run those off to cassette, you know, like mm-hmm. RCA from the four track right into the like cassette duper, yeah. and yep. then we put out two two demos that way that were called Quattro and Ocho. One had four songs, and the other one had eight <laughs> songs. The eight song included the four previous songs on. Oh, oh. they were re-recording. It's the Quattro. Were they the re-recording? Edition. I think they were. They were better. They're what? Different. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Remember, there was If My Amp Had Wheels, and I think there was an acoustic version of If My Amp Had Wheels, wasn't there? Oh, cool. For all you super fans out there. Or maybe that was stuck in the ground. There's a lot of stuff I don't even have, and I haven't even heard in over over 10 years. But then, I think it was when I got to high school, there was an electronic music laboratory. The Henry Mann CD? Uh, Yeah, that had a CD burner, Mm -hmm. which they were super expensive at the time. It was up around $1,000, and it took like, you know super long time to even burn a cd so it yeah. was just like watching them cook and we i'd make a stack of like 10 and take them to a show that would take you like a year to make yeah <laughs> like a month i'd be doing one at lunchtime you know what were your first shows like hmm. was mm-hmm. did was it just like all your friends that came out or did you have yeah. like people who Mostly. knew about you guys it was Bur- pretty birthday party pretty <laughs> fun right from the beginning yeah there were a lot of parties uh-huh. i remember doing a lot of like covers type sets at birthday parties we did some Nir- nirvana and some oasis those really? are the bands that you covered nirvana and oasis yeah may have been some weezer oh uh-huh. there was there was a, a ton of weezer <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i mean we, we we were like the official uh weezer cover band for the um for the weezer fan club for the weezer fan club uh-huh. in in la so 96 so between 96 95 96 97 97. so it just kind of made sense that you would eventually become kind of part of the weezer universe yeah and then half of our set would be their songs and then the next half would be our songs Uh Uh and it just kind of evolved like that until until your songs kind of until we had all of our own songs own in quotes (laughs) (laughs) um how 
Did you guys get a chance to meet Weezer before you started to play with them, or was that your like your yeah, first they time? Yeah, they would come to those parties every once in a while. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, really? Michael, yeah. Michael and Carly were still around, and uh-huh. so they would pass it on, and, you know... Ripping. They were the ones that ran the fan club, right? Yeah, Michael yeah, and Carly yeah. Allen were running the fan club until they died in a tragic car accident right. coming home from a show in Utah, I think. Um, but they were super sweet, and I would be in touch with them, and they would just bring whoever they could by those parties. So they definitely saw us um, pretty early on. Yeah, when we were, you know, in our mid-teens, we, we hung out with those guys a little bit. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time that I heard you guys, uh, I think that it may have been like in the early days of like Napster or something. And I don't know if it was a demo of Game Over that was going around as a Weezer track. So everyone was like, oh, it's this, like, Weezer demo, but it was you guys. Yeah. And that's how I know I first heard of Ozma. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but I think it's like a folder labeling type thing. You oh, know, yeah? Where somebody threw us in the same folder, and so it got in the directory name or something, you know? Well, that probably, that, I don't know, I mean, helped your name get out a little bit once people realized what was going on. But that's yeah, kind that, of interesting way to and it, get and, recognized. Yeah, and... Um, well, how would you say that it it, it kind of it, it it was uh how we were kind of perceived for years and years and years mm-hmm. after that is as, that weird as, as being sort of like a little little weezer little little weezer was that kind of weird for you guys it's just you know it's uh, <laughs> it is what it is it yeah. is what it is <laughs> that's right. what happened yeah yeah no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, so then we go from from uh, doing Weezer covers and then half your own set to more of your own your own stuff. Uh, how did the first official album come about? Which what was the first official album? Rock well, and Roll Part Three. Yeah. Yeah. During that time, we did print up a bunch of these mixed CDs called Songs of Inaudible Trucks and Cars that were kind of in the same ba- vein as the cassette demos. You know, some yeah. of those same songs, some you live You see that nice track. little crunch there. <laughs> it's kind of a, a hodgepodge. And so we had been like, you know, pushing those at shows for a while, but we knew we wanted to make a more like consistent studio mm-hmm. full length. So. Yeah. I think Jose talked to our friend Linus of Hollywood, who's in Nerf Herder. He was in a uh, he's in Nerf Herder now, and he, he was in, in a band in called Size Fourteen. Yeah, size was, 14. was his band, and we had their record and loved it. And Jose knew him and asked him maybe where they had recorded it or who he knew, and he introduced us to Bruce Whitkin, a guy in Hollywood who produced our first two records. Um, it's basically like a studio in a garage underneath mm-hmm. an apartment. Yeah, nice. And it was, you know. Uh, rough but serviceable yeah totally um, when did you when in the timeline did like your first tours start to come about like what was your first like national the, US the tour? Weezer tour in 2001 was our first tour our first time playing outside California wow was, like, so really drive sort of just although, Texas although we did open for Weezer in Sacramento earlier that year yeah there were a couple one-offs we did and one at the, the whiskey, whiskey <laughs> go-go also uh-huh. which at the time we believed would be the the like pinnacle of our lives yeah right, right. right, right. so we didn't think it would go anywhere after that at least i didn't think so right that's that's uh that's incredible like so you just kind of just jumped right into the the deep end and started touring huge venues um I feel like that was also a really great time for for music in general. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, really? I do. I think that you <laughs> know, it was definitely an influential time in our lives. Sure, absolutely. I mean, the the, the other 
the types of bands that you guys would be playing with. Weezer aside, I mean, you said Saves the Day. You played with them. Yeah, what like, about them? Well, I'm just saying they were they were also <laughs> huge at the time. But also, I mean, like I saw you guys play with like Rilo Kylie when they were pretty. Yeah, Rilo Kylie, not not, a, a, not surf. a surf in their in their attempts to like re uh, revive. Yeah, it was their after rear. proximity effect. Right. Um, yeah, I saw you guys at Brownies in New York with all of them. Yeah, I remember that show. It was uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was a small place, but then it was like. You know, it was because not a surf was headlining, and it was like that was the reason why a lot of people were going. But then it's like, hey, Rilo Kylie, these guys are pretty awesome. And then you guys were playing, and it was just—I feel like a lot of people were getting to know you that way too, mm-hmm. through like the not the not a surf fan base. I yeah. don't know. That was a really awesome time for me to go see bands live. I feel like now there are, I don't know, so many shows where it's just like I don't care. And sure. at the time, and that has just... nothing to do with your age. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like, <laughs> no. I mean, I definitely find like I still seek out music. But Dude, I saw you at the part. Skrillex show. <laughs> You're just like not but even listening. But that's not even like I don't even call that a show. That's just like a party. Um, you know, it's yeah. I went to the Justice show like five years ago, and oh, just, yeah, it was yeah. just a bunch of kids on drugs. Yeah, yeah. and like two dudes on laptops drugs. or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love love that band. Yeah, at least yeah. their first album. Yeah. I um, well, actually, that's I was going to ask. What kind of As stuff do you guys listen to uh, nowadays? Oh, so much. So yeah, stuff, yeah, just everything. Well, Spotify is a huge deal. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like everything from like obscure albums that I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. imagine that they would have, or you have a hard time finding on iTunes. Even yeah, they have that stuff. So. Well, I think actually Spotify has opened my eyes to like a lot of stuff because for a while, I, I was going to say, like getting older, I kind of stopped caring about like... I Eric is 65. 65 years old. Uh, 65 years young. Yeah. You my good. grandkids, I keep me young. <laughs> um, but, but I uh, I definitely like got to the point where I'm like, nah, I'm fine with what I already like. I don't really need to seek out too much more, but Spotify has definitely changed well, that. Well, a me. great thing about Spotify is like the related artists tab because mm-hmm. you go to yeah, like a band yeah. that you really like and then it's like, who else is kind of like this? And then you kind of just learn about other people that you might not have heard of. Mm-hmm. So like who on Spotify have you been listening I, to? Well, I, I stupidly bought the last strokes album oh. and then i realized how dare you contribute well, money I, I bought it because i wanted to take it up on uh, to uh, the show in san francisco on the way i wanted to be able to listen to it uh-huh. and then want to have to listen to spotify to know what the roaming fees would be yeah, for that yeah. and that's a great album i keep liking it more and mm-hmm. more uh the the blonde redhead album from 2010 yeah, yeah. called Par- penny sparkle that is a really good. That's album. an amazing record yeah, too. Great. It's not as good as the one before it, but it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. And then old stuff. There's always tons of old stuff. Mm-hmm. Daniel, how about you? You've been sitting there silently, um, fiddling around. Yeah, I don't listen to much music really. I like the harpsichord music of Domenico Scarlatti a lot right now. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to that. That's just, that's hip, hip that's stuff. What the, that's <laughs> what all the teens are into. <laughs> That's basically it. But there's a Russian so is there going to be a, is there going to be a new Ozma album that's like very harpsichord heavy? Every demo that Daniel sends <laughs> just now is just harpsichord. It sounds like it sounds like, like well, Lurch is playing it. <laughs> it's true. Lurch is the, is your go to harpsichord guy. I don't know any other harpsichord players. Are you playing? Got to check that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah those Lurch albums. Are <laughs> you guys see the latest Lurch? <laughs> 
think John Bryan will bring a harpsichord out to Largo. Maybe now and then. Mm. John Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a Russian singer I like named Zemfira. I've been mm-hmm. listening to her a lot. Is that the album you burned for me? Yeah. That stuff was really good. He yeah. gave me a CD for my birthday. It was like She's both good. of their albums. Oh, let's check that. Zemfira. Zemfira. Z e m f i r a. I'll check that out. Yes. Yeah, right really there. good. Get it for me after. Um, so you guys <laughs> g- uh, continue touring. Um, albums come out. You break up. Well, did you break up or just kind of like cool kind of just it down? Go your separate way, separate ways. I thought we broke up. Did you break up? Yeah, we. we actually I think it was. A was there like a like Daniel moved to New we're York? Ending the, that was okay. We Daniel moved to New York. A statement came, um, saying that the band was not continuing. I released the negative statement, which was <laughs> we're not we're we're breaking up. And then when we got back together, Daniel released the positive statement, which mm. was we're getting back together. <laughs> <laughs> he made a man no good cop bad cop situation. It was kind of like that. He showed up at the doorstep of the studio with like a box of his stuff, and he's just like, "Take me back, Take me back. <laughs> yeah, holding on." We we all wanted to do it again for some reason. I'm not sure. It was like a year that we broke up, mm-hmm. and we both had different bands at that time. He had gone with the Ghosts, and we had I had a band Yes Dear. Mm-hmm. I'll say right now that that was a horrible band. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great like learning experience. Uh, yeah, I think you guys came up with some great stuff in the studio. With who was yeah, Who was in the band with you? And then. Uh, Jose was in the band. Okay. Uh, Nate the lead singer from a band, really great band, Arlo, that used to be on Sub. I remember Arlo. Yeah, they're fantastic. And we just kind of messed around and did stuff that we wanted to do. And Jeremiah, right? And Jeremiah, the drummer from Team Heroes, was, was an amazing drummer. So yeah. it was like had had all the components right, of a potentially right. amazing super group. Right. But we also had uh, Billy Burke, who was like. Uh, who engineered and produced Sick our set, our Louisville, third Kentucky guitar shredder. Our fourth album, Pasadena, he ended mm-hmm. up recording, but he was kind of cutting his teeth on us. Mm-hmm. So he was like learning about his gear. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. On that, so it was interesting times. <laughs> learning <laughs> times. And Daniel, you did a, a solo album in that time, right? Yeah, I was listening to a lot of folk music, playing acoustic music, going to Acoustic harpsichord? Out there. I didn't have a harpsichord yet. <laughs> Bert Janch. Bert Janch. The Harry Smith Folk Anthology. Alchemy. Um, Hermeticism. Cathedrals. Cathedrals. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, that was Nelly. That was during your, your New York time? Yeah, I was going to the Cathedral of St. John Divine a lot and just checking it out and like wondering about what all the relief sculpture sculptures hmm. meant and like just having trippy experiences. There's so much psychic energy in New York City that mm. You know, you run into people on the street who can just read you intuitively and just start talking to you and, and understand you. you New know, York I is mean, a weird, weird place. I'd never it is a very experienced anything place. like that. So I got interested in that kind of phenomenon and started reading about it. And that's sort of, you know, influenced the musical stuff I was doing at the time. Strange oh. Coincidence, I believe, was a good track that from was Gone, Gone with, the, with Ghost. the Ghost. Track, Gone yeah. with the Ghost. It kind of was about that. Was Gone with the Ghost in New York or was that back the, here? Those are some friends of mine in Austin, Texas. Um, my friend Ian Richardson, who we had toured with, he was playing drums with the band Slow Reader. Mm. Uh, we had toured with them on a tour that Early Mart was also on. Um, he lived in Austin. We became good friends and he played bass mainly in the group. Um, and another guy named Mark Nathan, who's in the band mm. Heartless Bastards now. Um, he was kind of producing stuff, so we 
we actually recorded nine songs. We pretty much had a record ready, but it just kind of was too much flying to Texas and back mm-hmm. to New York, and I had to come back to LA to finish school and stuff. So, just a lot of travel, kind of. Do you think you that. guys will ever finish that and put it out? I don't know. It's interesting. The songs are okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, it was a good thing. Mark's a great producer and a great guitarist. Um, I was just kind of, you know playing around with lyric writing a lot and melodies mark and i would write melodies together so again it's just a learning time i think for us but we could go back to it i don't know um ryan did you did some electronic some like solo electronic stuff like i was googling you i keep <laughs> eric just has wikipedia open right now yeah it's in just my brain like, right. <laughs> what do I, got? I keep uh, i keep releasing stuff via youtube uh-huh uh, and th- anything that's electronic because i don't think it really warrants being called a proper album but mm. it's just like stuff you know stuff that i've done so yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to achieve like a interesting electronic sonic balance that i'm influenced by like giorgio Moroder's mm-hmm. e equals mc squared album mm-hmm. you should really check that yeah, out yeah check it out totally bump I, it I, I did like, <laughs> so good i liked what i what i heard when i was listening to it earlier today yeah it's just a cool. fun thing to do pastime yeah. Yeah. I'm into some of that kind of stuff too, like Terry Riley and um, who else? John Hassel, you know. All right, so the next Ozma record is going to be very harpsichord and electronic heavy. Not really, because <laughs> we're, we're going back to just meat, meat and potatoes back stuff. To basics. So you guys are doing a new album. We we, we intend to at this point intend to yeah. make a new album, and it should be distortion and guitars and all awesome. that stuff kind of just back to, to the basics yep back you guys with the with the keyboard too same sound yep. same casio. sound everybody's everybody's back in casio ct 700 sound right. number 55 that's <laughs> oh that's the that's the specific sound on that model oh keyboard really that we use if you can uh, find osma secrets for you and if you can find any <laughs> of those sell them to us because yeah. we need them oh yeah <laughs> So, so you guys have your show coming up uh, on the 14th. Um, I will definitely be there. And you're playing with Nerf Herder. Do you plan on doing any tours or anything? Or is this kind of just like a one show to kind of kick things back off again? This is a show to play the new stuff. Okay. And um, maybe have some people come see us. And see what's out there. If there's anybody with money in the audience that wants to like fund our project. <laughs> what about doing like a Kickstarter type yeah, thing? We might take decide. it back to the internet, man. We might do that. We might do that. I feel like you guys could definitely pull in some money doing that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's a you know reasonable way to fund a project for a band like ours. I'm sure that there's uh, your your Russian fans can get that sweet sweet KGB money that they've <laughs> <laughs> they've found uh, and and put it all into the next Ozma record. We accept internet <laughs> currency. Whatever, like whatever Rubles? we do, the, yeah. bitcoins, bitcoins. like bitcoins, we yeah. could fund the whole Ooh. album with bitcoins. That would be cool. The first album funded only with bitcoins. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that seems very Osmo appropriate. I think that that could work out. How yeah. uh, this is off topic, but how was the Weezer cruise? I've never been on one of these like specialty cruises, but it seems like a fucking party. It's I've been, as you can see, I'm drinking. I haven't stopped drinking since. <laughs> party it's still going. Changed our lives. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And you're, you guys are doing another one in next Valentine's Day. So the last time was this February? Is that right? Yeah. Um, last one was in January. January, January okay. 2012, right? 
I went on a cruise with my family once and it sucked dick. <laughs> That's because you were with your. your I know. <laughs> we we didn't go on a Weezer cruise for some reason when I I don't know like t- ten years ago or whatever. <laughs> um, man, yeah, the, the cruises seems like that's the new thing. Like, yeah, because three eleven does one, and Kid then Rock does I one. saw Kid Rock. There's a Kid one. Rock. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. is Kid Rock the one that that canceled his cruise? Didn't no, somebody... that was the Mark McGrath one. The Mark McGrath because I had like Sugar Ray. Well, of course, and, Trigger uh, is on. Of course, in like Smash Mouth, in like uh, bands of that nature. And, and was that because there was like that shit cruise, that the Carnival cruise Food that got cruise? shut down because of no, all the... that it actually got just shut down because of lack of interest. <laughs> like, frankly, go figure. <laughs> um, but yeah, cruises. I, I got to do one of those one of those times. It maybe uh, maybe an insane clown posse juggalo oh, cruise. God. Oh, there's no escape there. <laughs> the the food the food is the the, the, the weird thing. It, it looks so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the cruise, you just get a turkey sandwich. <laughs> you're just so sick of all the the lies, the optical illusion that the right, food right. is. It looks amazing. But it all tastes right. just cardboard. It's kind of like modern agriculture. Yeah, it's like modern. Music, <laughs> modern, modern life. It's a big metaphor, guys. It's modern it human interaction via Facebook. <laughs> seems like the real thing. Um, seems like it seems real, but it's not. It's Where's not. the beef? Where's the beef, guys? That's yeah. what we've been asking on, for years. It's on land, it's not at yet. sea. Where's the fucking corn? I just want a fucking corn on the cob. That's not corn. Isn't even good for me. Everything's yeah, made of corn. Like it's, that's a real depressing thing about corn. It's so good. Though. It's so good, but it just does nothing for you. You guys are listening to Corncast. Uh, grapes, too. <laughs> grapes don't really... They're just kind of like a nothing... Like, and they're not good for your dog. That's yeah, they're not Don't give them dog. to your dog. Yeah. Guys, don't give grapes to your dogs. And it's hard you for learn grape, one thing today. It's hard for a dog to eat a grape, too. So they're... Once they get in their mouth... It's true. They can't really chew them very is it, well. Is I've it tried. funny to watch, at least? Then I found out they're really bad for your dog. So don't give them <laughs> to your dog, guys. If you take one thing away from this podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, what are we even... What are we doing here? <laughs> this really went off the rails about three minutes ago when I opened my mouth. I don't think, I don't think we, we discussed anything of value today. All right. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me something of value. Give me something. Daniel? We could, should we discuss the different ways to resolve the German augmented, augmented sixth chord? Oh, I Whoa. all that stuff. Are you sure? I know you have it in these Well, it's all about, you know... How many tritones are there? Flat six and, you know, sharp four happening together. And then you either got do and re or do and me or yeah. something happening. So did you guys there. study music... Or did you just kind of pick it up as you were going along? I like along? music theory. Uh, yeah, I got a degree in composition from UCLA. But it is theory, though. <laughs> it's, it's all just, you it's know. It's not, called music, it's not called music fact. It's called, <laughs> it's called music theory. It's, it's confusing for a lot of people. It's not called music answers. It's mm. called music theory. So in, in the band, was anybody else into the music theory? Of course, it's also called the Big Bang Theory. Theory, <laughs> just, or just the theory, the of, theory of global warming, <laughs> which is also right. a lie. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you take another thing away from this podcast, global warming is a lie. Global warming is a lie. Nine <laughs> Eleven was an inside job. Yeah. Um, I don't even think it really happened. Just like the moon landing. <laughs> yeah, it's all fake. It's all, it's all Stanley Kubrick did it too. <laughs> the towers are still there. It's just all smoke and mirrors. Is it, I think it might be. This is, did we talk about 9 11 on the last podcast? Probably. I think it might be too soon. 
Yeah, still too soon. No, no, no. But uh, Zach Galifianakis had a joke, and he and he said somebody came up to me and said, "Where were you on 9/11?" And he said, "What year?" <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was a really good answer. <laughs> Where were you guys on 9/11? We don't have to talk about no, that. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, guys, we really did it this time. We <laughs> spouted nonsense for 45 minutes. Uh, any, any, so you have your show, The Troubadour. What was the date on that again? June 14th. June Friday 14th. night. June 2013, 14th. year of our Lord. And <laughs> we should hopefully, fingers crossed, look forward to a new Ozma album. Um, John, do you have any, any other house, housekeeping stuff you want to you get out there? Housekeeping stuff? Well, I just want to know, so you guys have the show coming up, and you're, you're trying out a lot of new songs, so... Are you going to hopefully also be recording them, or you just want to kind of gauge and see how things go at the show? We've done demos of you know tons of new songs, and so yeah, we're playing them out first now to see you know how people. We react don't expect anyone to like them, <laughs> actually, because <laughs> the, the ten- just music. No one. The likes tendency it. is uh, is for a, a, a fan base as old as, as ours, or as used to us playing our old stuff as mm. much as our fan base mm-hmm. is that they are going to be perplexed. Okay. By the. Uh, the the new stuff. They're, gonna, they're just gonna be like, well, what? The old stuff. Why? <laughs> just play Eponine. Just play Tetris. Just play Tetris. It. They just call it Tetris. We call it Tetris. You like, just, just call it Tetris. You don't. You do don't. The, do the do the fans call it something else? I I mean I it's Korobaniki, right? Okay, cool. That's great. But you're just gonna call it Tetris. We call you guys, it, we you call guys it just it go Tetris to Tetris because it's shorter. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's. It's easier to write easier on the set list. It's e- probably a lot easier. How do you guys spell Korobaniki again? <laughs> Every single night. Uh, uh, have you guys done, or would you consider doing like that? The type of show where you just play one album straight through. We yeah, did we, that. We did it recently. We did right? that for the Rock and Roll Part Three anniversary, oh, cool. the thirtieth anniversary. Of rock and Roll. <laughs> the thirtieth anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the uh, at the uh, Glass House in Pomona. The glass Pomona. House. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome. Every yeah, so single song. We played every song, including... Some of those we never really played live too much. Yeah, yeah how, how was that, like, learning, relearning that stuff? Did I you find that, that it came easily? It was fun at the time, yeah. Yeah. It was fun at the time. Yeah, it, it had been long enough. Some of these songs we played so much over our lives, you know, just thousands of times that, yeah. you know, you know exactly where it's going to go, so you're just kind of, you know, playing jokes on yourself and everybody else with your choices like I'm gonna try it this way this time see what the fuck happens it is strange to listen to the recording sometimes and realize that you're you're actually playing something different you're playing ridiculous shit yeah you're like (laughs) this is this is how I thought it went and you literally (laughs) forgot how it actually went Uh, I I got a question for you guys I know that for myself you know when I was younger and wrote a lot of songs and I think about them now or like I see maybe like the lyrics written out I'm just like man that was such a dumb song I can't believe that I wrote that do you guys have any songs from your early careers that you're just <laughs> yeah. like all of them all of them <laughs> I'm not kidding yeah. I didn't yeah. write a lot of the lyrics on the first album or two I did write some mm-hmm. and a lot of like basic ideas but Daniel fleshed out a lot of the lyrics and he's Flesh. the one that had to <laughs> flesh it out he uh, has to carry the the burden of having written most when he was the youngest. Uh-huh. So he he was still able to tap into that. 
Well, I mean, I, I know that like I'm wellspring. A, of I feel like you, with you guys, you could definitely tell. Activity. You could definitely tell that like as the albums, you know, went on, it, there was like a maturity in a lot of the lyrics and everything. So after nine eleven, after nine yeah. eleven, everything, everything changed. changed. Yeah. <laughs> in a, in a sense, in a sense, it, it did, and that's what was so strange. Is that yeah, I remember Bruce saying, you know, we've been living free for a real long time. Like, you know, it's kind of out of hand in America. Bruce was a cowboy. We've been living free. <laughs> long time. Those cowboys. And what did, well, I didn't miss that. What, what did he actually say? I just remember him saying that a couple of days. I think we were, were we in the studio with him? I think we were working on a donkey disc at that point, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right around that time. And he was, yeah, just saying, like, since the 60s we've been living pretty free and it's gonna all start to buckle down now and sure enough we got you know drone airstrikes. he also taught us how to smoke cigarettes oh yeah american spirit don't do it (laughs) well my parking's gonna expire okay well we're gonna wrap things up (laughs) all right we're gonna wrap things up so everybody should check out if you're in los angeles come to the the show on the 14th at the troubadour uh other otherwise go on the weezer cruise next year yeah um for everybody that's a big fan of hey teens <laughs> we've got the zine that's going to be coming out the deadline for submissions for our first issue is also the 14th uh so send us your stories pictures doodles whatever about is there an age limit no no, no not at all uh, first time is the theme yeah Funny t- stories from like first times, awkward firsts. Yeah. Hey teens podcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Hey Teens Podcast. Do you guys have any social media stuff that you want people to follow? You want to crunch, <laughs> crunch a little bit more on those <laughs> chips? Osmo has an official Twitter, and we have a supposedly official Facebook. Supposedly, <laughs> it only so, has like two, two or two or three thousand likes, so I doubt that it's real. Oh, it should be like forty or fifty thousand. And what? Yeah, what's guys, the the Twitter is? Is it official Ozma? Ozma official. Ozma official. And our new website, Instagram, also Ozma official. We're Dot working com. on a website, Ozma official. A new com. website. I think the Facebook is Ozma Band. It's the Facebook. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for yeah, coming and you. doing this. Really Thanks for bringing us, us in. Thank you. Yeah, and. Uh, Thank you, Eric, for joining me on this podcast adventure. Oh, you know, you don't usually thank me, so thank, thank you so much for thanking me, John. All right. Uh, bye, teens. Peace. Peace.